Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. A tough Alamo Bowl loss for the Texas Longhorns, losing 27 to 20 to the Washington Huskies, allowing the Washington Huskies to reach 11 wins on the season. And Texas falls to eight and five in the second year of the Steve Sarkeesian era. We talk about everything that happened in the Alamo Bowl and more, of course. I kind of have to give my thoughts on the game, my less than stellar thoughts on the game, but there will be a little Kool-Aid at the end of the episode. I'll talk about the positives that I saw going into next season. But first, we have to talk about the negative that was last night in the Alamo Bowl. And before we get into the Texas Longhorns, I want to give the Washington Huskies credit, right? Because this is a football team that went four and eight last year and transformed into a really good 10 now 11 win team. I think they were highest ranked team. They were the highest ranked team to not make a New Year's 6 bowl this year, so that told you they were a really good football team. And they were led by a Heisman candidate or a player that had a Heisman type season in Michael Penix Jr. this year. And I think you saw that this Washington team not getting a lot of buzz for being a 10-win team and being one of the best teams in their conference was a really good football team. And I think they punched Texas in the mouth, and I don't think Texas ever responded. And you can blame Steve Sarkeesian for the holistic product that you saw on the field, right? He is the head coach. He's the figurehead. So you can blame Steve Sarkeesian for the product that was put on the field, especially with the month to prepare for this Washington Huskies team. But to me, from what I saw last night, this Texas team has an execution issue and they have a want to issue. And I can't blame Steve Sarkeesian for those two necessarily. I can't blame Steve Sarkeesian because Xavier Worthy is completely checked out on this Texas football team. And I can't blame Steve Sarkeesian for Jalen Ford possibly having his worst game of the season since ULM. And I can't blame Steve Sarkeesian because this interior offensive line couldn't block me and you. This Texas team has an execution issue. And I can't blame Steve Sarkeesian for that because last night I saw a game plan that put our players in a position to win the game, but the execution failed on the players part. When you talk about execution, I'm talking about a fourth and one where it's a great play call. Xavier Worthy runs a great route. He's open. This play is going to put you in the red zone at least, if not score a touchdown. And Quinn Ewers throws the ball three yards behind him. I'm talking about execution when you're down 10 points and Sark schemes up a touchdown on Xavier Worthy from the slot straight down the field. And he drops a wide open touchdown pass of over 60 yards. I'm talking about execution on the play before that. Where if the throw before that might have been Quinn Ewer's best throw since the Alabama game or Oklahoma game, this might have been his second best throw. Well, Xavier Worthy is streaking down the left sideline and Quinn Ewer's throws a really good ball that Xavier Worthy doesn't show great effort on. So he dropped a touchdown pass and didn't try on a deep ball right before that. I can't blame Steve Sarkeesian for that. Those are execution issues. The drop by Jordan Whittington on third and three, that stalled out another drop. And yeah, the ball was a little low. You could say that Quinn Ewers could have made a better pass. But look at the last touchdown that Washington scored. You literally can't throw a ball lower than that. And it was picked up and caught to ultimately put the game away. 
for the Washington Huskies. That third and three to Jordan Whittington, that was another drive that stalled out. I can't blame Sark for that. He was wide open. Whether you put it on Quinn Ewers or Jordan Whittington, that's an execution issue. The offensive line committing four penalties, false starts, holdings, things that kill drives. Those are execution issues. And I'm not blaming Terrence Brooks for this. I'm going to talk about him later in the episode. He was definitely one of the positives last night and looks like one of the positives trending towards the future. But that drop pick six or dropped interception would have been huge. Those are the type of plays that win games. The great teams make those plays. The great players make those plays. And that drop right there could have been the reason that Texas lost. Those are execution issues. Those aren't Steve Sarkeesian issues. And on top of an execution issue, Texas has a want-to issue or a want-to problem. Because last night, against a team that isn't even really known for their play in the trenches, they lost the battle in the trenches on both sides. And that was a theme throughout the season in their biggest games this year. So when we start with the offense and the offensive line in our running game, against Washington last night, this Texas offense averaged 2.8 yards per carry. Against Alabama, this Texas offense in rushing attack averaged 2.4 yards per carry. And then against TCU, who's in the college football playoffs, this Texas offense and running game averaged 1.3 yards per carry. To me, in the trenches, that's about want to. That's about who's going to dominate on the other side. And in the three biggest games of the year, the defensive line won that matchup against our offensive line. And now let's flip it and talk about the defensive line. So last night, Wayne T, the running back, I'm not going to butcher his last name, but he had a second best scrimmage. He had a second best game of the season scrimmage yardage wise against our Texas defense and that defensive line that had been great against the run all year or most of the year. He also had a 42 yard touchdown run. And as I talked about in our biggest games, our trench play, our want to was not what we saw in the other games against Alabama. It allowed 6.7 yards per carry and an 81 yard touchdown run to McClellan and against TCU. Their running backs combined for 6.3 yards per carry and had a 75-yard touchdown run. So in our biggest games of the season, our want-to disappeared because on the offensive line suddenly couldn't open holes and we suddenly couldn't run the ball. And our defensive line that was great at stuffing the run suddenly allowed running backs to have their best games, yard per carries-wise and Gave up 42-yard touchdown runs and 81-yard touchdown runs and 75-yard touchdown runs. This Texas team has an execution issue, and they have a want-to issue. And like I said, we can blame Steve Sarkeesian for the holistic product. But we're seeing plays that are being left on the field. And when you talk about this defense that I thought played well, again, showed a signature performance from Pete Kukowski, although we saw what they did in the run game. And so this defense held Michael Penix Jr., the FBS leader in passing yards this year, to a subpar performance by his standards. 
He passed for less than 300 yards, which he had only done twice this season in 12 games. And he completed less than 60% of his passes. They didn't sack Michael Penix Jr., but the pressure they put on him was very obvious. And I feel like it had him rattled. That was a plus from this defense. But as was a problem all season, they allowed this Washington offense to convert on third and fourth down at an astronomical rate. If you're squeamish, you don't want to hear this. This Texas defense allowed the Washington offense to convert 57% of their third and fourth downs. This Texas defense allowed this Washington offense to convert 57% of their third and fourth downs. We can blame Steve Sarkeesian, but to me, this is a want-to issue and a want-to problem. Do you want to get off the field on third down? Do you want to get off the field on fourth down? Do you want to give the ball back to your offense? Do you want to win this game? And once again, we know that teams get up for Texas. And once again, we saw a team get up for Texas. And once again, we saw Texas not match that team's intensity. Because last night, Washington played that game like it was a playoff game. And Texas played it like it was the Alamo Bowl. And last night, Washington punched Texas in the face. And last night, Texas never responded. Texas has all the talent. Texas has all the money. Texas has all the resources. But they just don't have it. The great teams have it. The good teams don't. And until Texas finds whatever it is, They'll never reach their true ceiling. A quick word from Bet Online and then the locked on, I mean the Longhorn real estate team. And then we're going to talk about the positives. Like I said, I can't end the season on a, a bad note, even though they sent us into the offseason with some bad momentum. So we're going to talk about some positives, some Kool-Aid, some good things to look forward to for this Texas football team in the future. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline where the game starts. And for all your real estate needs in the Austin area, please visit Dwell in Austin and Hill Country Mortgages at the LonghornRealEstateTeam.com. Yes, Dwell in Austin and Hill Country Mortgages have combined to make your Longhorn real estate team. And in a changing, more complex market, you need to work with the top professionals in Austin. Our data and information-driven approach gives our clients a significant advantage. Decades of experience in all market conditions make us able to achieve the best results for our clients. And our clients for years have outperformed the market, leveraging our proprietary research, information and expertise, which is now more important than ever. For all your real estate needs in the Austin area, visit the top professionals in Austin at www.longhornrealestateteam.com. Hill Country Mortgages, LLC, NMLS 2324262. Jonathan Sarver, NMLS 993872, Equal Housing Opportunity. 
All right, now it's time for a little Kool-Aid now that the season is over uh, before we get into, you know what they say about Texas fans, you know, we, we celebrate our recruiting trophies. So before we get into recruiting season and spring practice season and Arch Manning is on campus season, uh, let's talk about some of the positives uh, from last night and some of the positives I think this Texas team can hang their hand on moving forward. And the first one is I want to give credit to Steve Sarkeesian. I forgot to mention this in the last segment. If I have one criticism of Steve Sarkeesian last night, it's probably a shared criticism based on what I saw on social media. But I thought Jonathan Brooks was going to be a huge factor in this game. Now, he did score the two touchdowns that Texas had. But I thought that, you know, Jonathan Brooks was going to come in and be the bell cow. And I love Keelan Robinson as a player, but I think that Keelan Robinson thrives in his role, which is kind of the gadget player that can make plays in the run game and the passing game. I thought that Jonathan Brooks was going to be the bell cow. I don't think we saw Jaden Blue at all. So that was very surprising. Um, I took the over on Jonathan Brooks rushing yards on underdog fantasy. Took him to get 71. I think he had like 20. So I was not expecting that at all. But outside of that, that's my one criticism of Steve Sarkeesian last night. I thought he called a really good game, especially in the second half. I thought he did what he needed to do to get Quinn Ewers comfortable. We were screaming all season about him getting Quinn Ewers some layups, right, in the short to intermediate passing game. I thought he did that really well. And then when Quinn Ewers was confident, when Quinn Ewers got his moxie back, which we'll talk about next, the deep shots to Xavier Worthy were there, right? And Xavier Worthy just wasn't able to execute on them this game. But I thought Steve Sarkeesian had a really good game plan. And then I thought from an intensity standpoint, you can see when things weren't going well, how frustrated Sark was. And of course, we know that this game was personal to him because he coached at the University of Washington, right? He got his coaching debut there. But I saw a coach that invested everything he had emotionally and physically into winning this game and it didn't happen and I saw a coach that was very frustrated even when he shook the head coach from Washington's hand at the end you could tell he was being very short and just wanted to get out of there I saw a coach that was very invested in winning this game was very disappointed that we lost this game and called a really good game designed some really good plays designed a few touchdowns that the Texas players weren't able to uh, execute on the field Quinn Ewers, I said I wanted to see how he looked a month removed from the season, right? And I thought last night he struggled a little bit early. There was a deep pass to Xavier Worthy that he underthrew. Of course, the fourth and one, which ended up being one of the biggest plays in the game. He missed Xavier Worthy wide open on a play that could have been a touchdown or at least put you in the red zone and gives you three to seven more points. But I thought after that, he showed resilience, right? After that, he showed me his best performance since Alabama and Oklahoma. And I think we saw the magic in the moxie from Quinn Ewers that we hadn't seen since those two games, right? That throw to Xavier Worthy right down the middle, splitting the cover two that he drops, even though he's wide open, that's still a, a hell of a throw that he made, right? And he kind of just flicks. It's one of the best throws we've seen since the Alabama and the Oklahoma games, right? That deep ball on the play before to Xavier Worthy that Xavier Worthy doesn't really make an effort for. It. That was a great deep pass, right? You know, Quinn Ewers had a really good game, right? Like I said, he started off a little slow, but then he showed resilience and had a really good game. And he showed me growth and development because not only did he make the plays in the passing game, right? Those same plays that were probably there in the Oklahoma State game, and he just couldn't hit. He made those plays. And then when it wasn't there, he used his legs as well, right? And so that shows me a young quarterback showing growth. That shows me a young quarterback is developing. And that shows me a young quarterback is developing poise right that experience that comes with poise and and being there before and haven't done that before right you're starting to see that from Quinn Ewers and I thought he played really well last night and gave us every chance to win the game and you know some of the players around him didn't hold up their ends of the bargain so what I saw last night from Quinn Ewers I said I wanted to see growth and development I wanted this 
for Quinn Ewers to be the first game of next season. Right. Since next season, there are so many expectations on this Longhorn football team. And what I saw last night from Quinn Ewers gives me a lot of hope going into next season that we'll see a big jump in production from the talented prospect out of South Lake Carroll. We didn't see Jonathan Brooks in the role that I expected, but I still thought that he was very explosive in the touches that he got. Now, of course, there was nothing really there in the run game, but on that touchdown run, you saw his ability to break tackles and show that power, right? And then on the, the pass, the screen pass, he goes up and makes a great catch, right? It wasn't a super accurate ball, even though it was behind the line of scrimmage. And then you see the burst and the acceleration, right? And he just blows past people for a 34-yard touchdown. So even in his limited, you know, opportunities last night, and I think Steve Sarkeesian will lose sleep over that for a long time, not getting the ball in Jonathan Brooks' hands more, not trying to establish the run more, even though that Washington front uh, was doing really well in stopping the run, right, showing more want to than that Texas offensive line. I still think that Jonathan Brooks showed that he has all the traits to be a potential superstar at the 40 acres. And I'm more than confident in this rushing attack if he's our running back one next season. Like I said, in limited opportunities, not in the role we thought he would. He still showed that explosiveness and that running style that's going to make him great next year at the 40 acres. I talked about it earlier, and although the run defense left a lot to be desired, like I said, I think that's a want-to and an execution issue on the field. And although you know they allowed uh, this Washington offense to convert 57% of their opportunities on third and fourth down, once again, I think that's an execution and a want-to issue. They still held the most prolific passing offense in the country below their standards. Like I said, less than 300 yards, no receiver going over 60 yards. I believe uh, Michael Penix Jr. Completing 60% of his passes, less than 60% of his passes didn't get a sack, but clearly the pressure was getting to him all game. And he was throwing a lot of balls high. He definitely felt the pressure, right? That was one of the worst games of the season by Michael Penix Jr. And so you have to give credit to Pete Kukowski for that. Another big game for the Texas Longhorns, another signature game for Pete Kukowski and this defense. So I really loved what he did on the defensive side, albeit, you know, the missteps in the run game and the third and fourth down conversions. Terrence Brooks, I talked about the drop pick six earlier, but the way he played the ball was such a good play, right? He, he drove on that ball and it was in position to tie the game for the Longhorns, right? And, and make a good play. So um, he's shown a lot of growth as a true freshman. And that's something you have to be excited about. Somebody that looks like they can step right in and start next year opposite of Ryan Watts, you know, if he does decide to return to the 40 acres. So Terrence Brooks definitely looks like, you know, a, a really good corner and somebody you can rely on to start. He made a lot of great plays. And like I said, even though he dropped, you know, a potential pick six, the fact that he was even in position to make that play shows how well he's seeing the field as a true freshman. Definitely an asset on the defensive side at the cornerback position for the Longhorns next year. And then just overall on offense and defense, I think you're returning a lot of very talented players, you know, in addition to the 2023 class that you're bringing in. And I think you have a coaching staff that clearly has shown on the recruiting side and on the field side that they're committed to excellence and they're committed to winning, right? And I think that just the on-field product, whether that's the personnel, the the want to, or the, you know, the execution or the effort, I think that's going to have to match that. And at times the coaching staff can be better, but I think I've seen a lot, you know, personnel wise and coaching staff wise that gives me hope for the future. If next year is the year, I think we have the pieces personnel wise and the coaching staff in place. But like I said, Texas is missing it right now and whatever it is, Texas has to find it fast. If not, we'll be having the same conversation at the end of next season about what could have happened instead of what happened. Eight and five, better than five and seven, 10 win season next year, big 12 championship 
or bust. Hook them and peace.